Hey everybody, and welcome to the Fart Fetish Podcast once again. We have another great episode with a guest today, so let me get the intros out of the way so we can jump into it. The Fart Fetish Podcast is available on almost all major podcast platforms and releases episodes monthly, usually the first Friday of the month. You can also visit fartfetish.info where you can find the podcast and some informative resources linked there. There's also a link to request an invite to the Discord server on the fartfetish.info website. Come join and talk about the fart fetish with us there. Also, I've been posting polls on my Twitter at Closet Fetishist, so join the conversation. And of course, if you want to be on the show, you can always reach out to me. My email is eproctophilia at gmail.com. And for ease, it's linked on the fartfetish.info site as well. And that's it. I'd now like to introduce Naomi, who is a cross-dresser and fart fetishist who is here today to share their perspective on the taboo aspects, as well as their experience and evolution within this fetish to where they are today. Join us now for the conversation on the Fart Fetish Podcast. Thank you very much for being here, Naomi. Why don't you start with a little bit about yourself and what the what the fart fetish looks like for you? Like, how do you enjoy it? Thank you for having me. Uh, this is my first ever guest on a podcast, so it's a big moment for me. Welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you. Um, um, so, yes, I'm I'm a I'm a crossdresser, and uh, I live with my girlfriend. First of all, maybe I'll I'll have to explain that English is only my third language. So, to the listeners out there, I'm sorry if uh, I'm I'm a bit uh, incoherent at, at times. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I mean, imp- uh, impressive. Congratulations for, for learning three languages. I unfortunately only have the one. So so good on you for, for taking that initiative. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great about yourself. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the, um, how the fart fetish works and whether it works in within those elements you've talked about or if it's just completely separate. Well, um, my, my cross-dresser aspect has, has actually developed into... Um, uh, me kind of living out the the, the uh, slutty woman fantasy that I'd like to um, out, out that I would be turned on myself experiencing in real life. So it's kind of a, a role play where I introduce the the aspects that I myself would like to see in women, uh, which can sound very stereotypical, and and maybe <laughs> not all women would be so uh, proud of my of my view of, of the, but, but as I said, it's, it's a role play, which goes into, uh, the slutty aspects of, of, of womanhood. I don't really, um, intermix, uh, my cross-dressing with, with the fart fetish. Um, I kind of keep that separate, but, but I think the, the, the feminization and, and the, uh, how do you, how do you explain it? Um, like the, the extreme version of, of of womanhood with with the high heels and the makeup and 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 so on is is very much uh, connected to my fart fetish. Absolutely. For for me, it, uh, the when you, when you described it to me, it sounded like a bit like the aspect of taboo. But interestingly, I think it's it may it may it may be part of that. But um, I 
actually did a poll on Twitter to see, um, I asking people if they, people who enjoyed the taboo element, does hyperfeminization of the woman, like makeup, lashes, high heels, perfume, basically the items you listed, um, does that make the taboo enjoyment better, worse, or the same for you? And we only got 18 responses at the, at the poll, but there's still four days to go on that poll. But uh, 50% actually said more feminized is better. So it, it was an interesting aspect for me to learn that um, the hyperfeminization of the woman is actually desirable by a lot of people who do enjoy the taboo element. 16% said feminize is worse, but 33% said there was no difference. So they could have a, I don't know, maybe more like an everyday looking woman, maybe no makeup, whatever, whatever that means to you versus the hyperfeminized, maybe going out, uh, you know, night on the town woman, which is, uh, you know, dressed up and, and, and dressed quite, uh, I don't know, sharply, I guess. Exactly. That's exactly my thoughts. And uh, I, I can very much um, get into the mindset that hyperfeminization is, is a big part of it because it, it, it kind of makes that interplay between the taboo aspect and the, and the womanhood uh, become even more nuanced and even more, uh, you know, playing against each other, uh, building up the taboo uh, part of it. One thing I was thinking was was it even it even goes into like hollywood aspects of how how we how we stereotype the 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 beautified beautifying of women uh for example in the 90s it was it was shows like friends or something like that and today maybe it's shows like uh, big bang theory which uh, you have these three women right and uh one of them i i forget her name but one of them is like the pretty one <laughs> I would be surprised if if uh, people with fart fetish would would probably want to see her <laughs> fart uh, before they see you know the two others. If you get my drift, absolutely, absolutely. But it's interesting because I wouldn't consider her character. If I think we're talking about the same person, uh, I wouldn't consider her character to be like hyper feminized. Like she is obviously a feminine woman. She's the uh, the most feminized i guess on that show but she's definitely not like um i think we all also have have like this this different kind of uh, understandings and and standards that we we put upon hyperfeminization maybe it's a difference of times changing you know the marilyn Mon Mon uh, marilyn monroe that aspect of femininity femininity has kind of fallen out of favor unless you're a high fashion model more on, you know, especially on TV and media, um, the women are still very feminized, but just in a more modern, like, you know, I'm going to wear a sweatshirt or whatever type way. They're not like needing to wear dresses or, or specific makeup or anything, or like very overt makeup anyways. Like they wear more natural stuff. I can definitely follow your thinking. My, my mind goes to like a, like a, 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 you know, if we start with the sixties woman, the hippie-ish woman, then um, you could, you could be kind of hyper-feminized or, or not maybe, that's not maybe the right word, but you could definitely have that female beauty aspect to you while still having, you know, uh, be un have armpit hair and, uh, and, uh, not not to remove your your hair on the genitals and, and and so on and and when we get to the 70s maybe it's more like this pulp fiction kind of ladies you know with the high heels and also uh, often the leather aspect to it 
So I think maybe we're kind of living in these modern times where where we kind of mix all those times together and and it's very hard to to maybe pinpoint what exactly is the is the stereotypical hyper feminized woman which makes it that more interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think there's similar to the way music kind of like everyone listened to what was on the radio back in the day. Now with streaming, everybody listens to whatever they want. So you have some people really into punk and some people really into like new disco or, you know, whatever, whatever's going around. I think the same way in, uh, in expressing your womanhood. Some women are, you know, dressing more feminine and some are maybe wearing, you know, big black boots and maybe it's a dress, but it's a black leather dress or black latex dress. And it's very different times, very different kinds of, of ways to express femininity rather than like the 50s where everyone kind of had the like the stay-at-home uh, mother look to their womanhood. Even if, if it was women were starting to go in the workplace, it was all very conservative. Most definitely. And I think that's one, one aspect that, that that's really fun to play around with when, when I role play the, in my cross-dressing outfits. It's, it's like uh, you, you can look really slutty even though you 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 you're wearing very innocent looking outfits and 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 then you can go all the way like 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 a street uh, hooker right <laughs> sure when um i i want to well let me actually first like you you mentioned uh the fart fetish and the taboo how do you um like more specifically how do you enjoy that would you like uh, see it in a like uh, girlfriend experience type way. Like I'm with this highly feminized woman and she's just farting, you know, in my presence in the same room or whatever. We're, we're having a fun time. Do you see it as a more dominating experience? What, how does that work for you? I think it's pretty, some days it's, it's more of a, of a girlfriend um, type of setup. But as, for example, one of the earliest memories I have with, with uh, farts from, from women or females, I should say, was when I was very young, and and uh, this girl, which uh, was like the hot girl in class, if you may say so, she was like uh, taking a piss, like teasing me, and in, in, in we were outside in the in the tent, like it was a this summer's day, and um, she was like, I think I have something on my on my pants <laughs> where my ass is, uh, can can you check for me? And, and just that she did that, like she turned around and, and put her ass in my face was like, oh my fucking God, this is amazing. And then she farted. <laughs> so so I think I got that um, excitement from like having a girl's ass in my face. And then the, and then the, the shock effect of, of her farting. Maybe, you know, already there, uh, there was some some mechanism that that started my my fetish journey, but but I would say that um, the domination aspect is I don't really um, fantasize that much about. Um, I'd say that when it comes to porn, it's it's obviously easiest to find women you're attracted to, often in a domination setup. When it comes to real life. Uh, Experience and experiences and, and fantasies. It's definitely more intimate than than the, or domination. Some people say domination is the most intimate thing they can experience, but I, I'm I, I have just never really learned the 
the ropes of it. <laughs> so for me, it's it's more uh, not not so dom- dominant. Uh, dominated <laughs> for sure for sure i yeah i'm not i'm not i've never heard that that in, uh, domination is the most intimate way you can get i'd actually honestly argue in our in our exploration here it seems like taboo is the aspect that uh reaches intimacy the most just because you are learning more about that person than basically society is allowed to learn you know with with farts and 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 poo and shit and, 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 and peeing is all that essentially just, you know, it's left for the bathroom and for yourself. You don't, no one else is, is shared in that experience, you know, for better or worse, but us in this fetish, we want at least one part of that, the, the farting aspect um, for some of us, some of us uh, elevate to scat as well. But the point is um, I think that is a much intimate exploration because I'd argue the domination as you know, as, and I'm a domination fan, but I think the domination always has an aspect of of uh, role play or 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 a, a pretense to it in which it's not real. Because unless you are just are a dominating person, you know, you're in a twenty four seven master slave dynamic. You're gonna be acting more or less as a dominant. Because for most people, they're just you know they do their dominant play and then you know let's go have breakfast somewhere. And you're not gonna be doing a dominating play at a breakfast place. It's inappropriate, but it's also just probably not what either party uh, wants to do. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. It's interesting. I've, I'll have to think about that more. But I, I do think intimacy uh, definitely comes from. I can understand, even though I don't experience the taboo element myself or I don't you know feel that in my brain as something being um, the most exciting I uh, I can understand where that feeling of intimacy come from and you hear it also in the in the in the gay fart fetish community as well uh, talking about the um, when they talk about the taboo element I really think it ties right into that intimacy whether it be you know a friend or a significant other you're really connecting with that person when you've um revealed something like a fart which is you know personal it's the most personal thing one of the most personal things i suppose a person can have totally and and i actually feel a lot like you do when it comes to domination that that for me it's very much about role playing and and i've but besides my cross dressing, I've never really uh, been very good at role playing or or found it that uh, that exciting for me. But uh, but I did have a a mistress once uh, that that I uh, she was like on on this uh, uh, what's the name in English like these websites where you where you're looking for sex partners, and um, she um, her name was basically. Uh, seeking ass liquor <laughs> it was very in your face and i thought okay that that's that's me because damn <laughs> I'm, uh, that's exactly what uh, the kind of woman I'm, I'm looking to play with so i i contacted her and she uh, wanted to play with a crossdresser like me and um the, when we met up it was very much about me uh, me giving her rim jobs but um, she um, really was into the domination aspect of it, which I, as as time went by and we we met a couple of times, it, the domination aspect for me was like something I put up with to get to the rim job part, you know. But she she was the one who basically told me that domination is is the most 
intimate um, uh, aspect of, of, of sexuality because it's about uh, 100% reliance and trust, uh, like for, for it to be totally real. I got you. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense, and it, it's interesting. Um, I want to go. I want to go back to uh, the experience you had in the in the tent. Would that be? Uh, was that the first time you started having fetish thoughts? Is that when it like started for you? I mean, I was I was so young that that my male hormones were were obviously starting to take a hold of me. But not in a super sexual way. It it was more like the Disney innocent way, <laughs> where where like you had feelings and, and stuff without it being sexualized. I think maybe it's it's interesting because before that I would I would have this game with my friends and so on, where we would like show our assholes to each other. <laughs> but but I didn't it it was really exciting and fun, but but I was too young to put a sexual understanding on it, and and as I've gotten older, that 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 um, fascination of of, uh, of uh, the assholes <laughs> has never gone away. It's only grown. For sure. Yeah, you you meant that. That brings us to something you mentioned to me, which is the uh, the evolution of of this fetish for yourself. Can can you describe that and and how it got started? Yeah. So I remember when I first started like Googling uh, porn and, and, you know, it was like <laughs> at my, at my aunt's house, I think one of the first times. And I've often thought about it since then, like, fuck, I didn't delete my internet history. <laughs> but uh, I remember very vividly that my, my search word was not so much pussy or, or something like that. It was always like asshole, ass. Uh, that's what I was mostly interested in, seeing women showing off their assholes. And um, when, when, I've, when I had seen that often enough, I, I, I began to think that the darker the assholes were, the, the more attractive they looked. And um, I, I, I knew that it had some asp- some, something to do with that I, I saw them to be a bit dirty like not super clean and uh, yeah then then it slowly uh, like turned into like a rim job videos uh especially women on women uh i pushy liquors was a was a, from a, a porn company that I, I i was such a big fan of and uh then all of a sudden i found these uh, you know brazilian fart movies and uh Kelsey obsession. Kelsey obsession was probably my first uh, real fart <laughs> experience, and I was blown away quite literally. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's interesting. What I was thinking, um, you 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 do present uh, not only in the hyperfeminization aspect, but in the journey aspect. At least no one has talked about it thus far. Like most of the people. Uh, I'm thinking of Dill specifically uh, mentioned like kind of preferring clothed uh, farts and and really not wanting to see the asshole necessarily. And I, I'm I'm more in that camp as well. But you're you're the first person I've talked to 
um, on the show and, and first person I've, you know, read, you know, FetLife posts or whatever that has mentioned um, the asshole as a specific element. And it makes sense. I mean, that's where the farts come from. But like, it, it's funny how each of us kind of have a different approach to this in very specific ways like you started from a path to uh maybe uh, and this is me assuming on some level but from assholes to you know more and then from there moving to farts whereas i think some of the other people uh myself included started with farts and then are maybe on a journey uh toward the asshole or a different type of journey at all maybe towards scat there's so many possibilities it's it's very interesting yeah, that's what fascinates me also very much about your podcast, that fart fetish is so different for, for people. Like, that's what, what made me also, like, reach out to you, because I was like, damn, I thought everybody had it like me. <laughs> Absolutely. I had the same, I had the same feeling. I, I think that's that's been one great thing is to... Uh, and then the fact that people have wanted to come on the show and talk about it is we do get so much perspective rather than, you know, me just saying like, oh, here's what I think about certain things or what, what I'm listing. I'm very glad. Um, I think what, by the third episode in, we were already having interviews. So th there's definitely a hunger for, for people to learn about this. And I hope it, you know, spreads out, uh, academically, whatever, you know, whoever needs to be involved. But, uh, I think for now it's great that we just have this community of people who want to come together and talk about their experience. I think that's where, um, a great start for us. Totally. And just to, to get back to your, to your pr previous point there, um, about seeing the asshole, uh, for me, um, if I can see the asshole while, I see her face like it becomes like her beauty mixed with the dirty side then then it's perfect for me that's very interesting now i see i agree with you in that sense uh uh at least at least in terms of seeing the ass and the woman's face i find it a lot easier like let's say making image captions seeing just an ass you have no personality to base it off of you have nothing to go on you can maybe maybe it's a, you could consider it a blank slate so any fantasy or any role you want to play there works but when you see the face you can see like oh she's angry or oh she's being cutesy or oh she's something and then you can put a story to that rather than oh here's an asshole like what what now like what's gonna happen like with the face you get the personality and you're right you get the you get the the beautification the makeup the whatever uh feminist feminized aspect she has uh you get to see as well and i think that is that is a an important point totally and and also there's an aspect for me about the um uh, the innocence uh, sometimes um i have experienced in my life that some girls have, uh, you know, farted with, without it being intentional and, 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 you know, the, the, the kind of humiliation aspect that follows with that, or, or just being really embarrassed, which maybe also, you know, has, has, which maybe also is an aspect of, of my fetish because I, I remember having seen some porn where, where the woman maybe didn't wipe her ass super good before going on on set and to me that was like a real really big thrill to see like her uh, imperfection and and her um, her being dirty without necessarily even knowing it for sure 
For sure. Well, that that kind of brings us to, I mean, you mentioned a little bit about the evolution, but you also talked about uh, the progression for yourself, or, or you talked to me about it, um, from fart to to uh, including uh, scat within that fetish. Can you yeah. talk more about this and, and like maybe when that change uh, happened and, and why it started to come about? For me, I, I basically became art porn obsessed. I, I would watch it at least once a day and sometimes I would just watch it for a couple of hours each day. Then it, it, it just progressed into being more and more and more. And um, I remember like reading about these um, Brazilian fart movies uh, and people were like complaining that those weren't real farts, they were pumped and stuff. But I just really found some of them quite uh, attractive to ladies. So I, I kept watching those Brazilian fire porn movies. Uh, and then I found some movies where they were uh, sharding. So, so like it was in a dom- dom- domination setup where it was, often it was like farting on, on another woman's face or something like that. And then uh, the woman accidentally sharded. And, and it was like obviously accidentally because uh, the production team like went in and, and like cleaned the woman's face and stuff. So that's kind of what led me to 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 farts becoming more uh, dirty uh, because I've suddenly it it also just felt like there was an extra aspect of reality to it, especially when you saw it not being on purpose, if that makes sense. And and now I'm, I'm I'm now I'm in the in the development stages of my fetish where where I, I I'm I'm beginning to be more and more interested in, in scat, and again it's very much connected to like how attractive the woman is uh, versus you know her her be, being really dirty. Sure, and it makes sense. It's like uh, what. You know, if if farts are you know already a high level of taboo, where do you go from there? Obviously, scat is is one of the uh, one of the ways, and it, it makes total sense. Like I, uh, like I, I'm not necessarily a scat fan as ter- in terms of um, uh, in real uh, interactions. Like, like I don't I don't foresee that, but uh, in the fantasy in stories I've written, um, it almost made sense. Like. If you're, especially in a dominating setting, as I've written, uh, if you're, you know, fart torturing someone, where where do you go to elevate it or end the story in like, uh, oh no, this is too much or, you know, that kind of type of way. Um, in the early days, like for some reason, I had my fart stories ending in in death, which is weird. Some people, some people enjoyed that. Some people did not. Um, but the, the, essentially to say that the farts were so bad that people, uh, or, or oxygen lack, uh, passed away from them. Uh, in a way, I think scat took that place where it's just like, what's more, what's more humiliating or whatever, uh, degrading, I guess, than being, uh, uh, you know, shat on. And I think that's where that element came from in my stories. But I, I agree with what you're saying. It, it makes, it makes total sense. Uh, is that, so you're saying watching, um, a fart porn and other aspects and, and that aspect kind of like sneaking its way in, uh, found you, uh, more interested in it? 
Yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned to you that um, in our chats that definitely for me that when um, the the fetish is is uh, confined to porn and not real life, uh, there 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 are no there's nothing to like limit where it can go. You know, it's it's kind of like <laughs> it's in your mind's controls how you want to take this and and the, and the, i think that like we work like we always want more that's definitely how i work when when uh when it came to porn and um when when um when i've i've tried for example uh my girlfriend uh, once shitting on me and for me it was a really kinky experience but it didn't make me like think, okay, this is gonna develop into uh, face scat or something like that. But, you know, uh, I found out, okay, th- that's my limit. Like, she shitting on my stomach, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I think, I think it makes total sense. I mean, there's definitely people who uh, enjoy that aspect, or you know, people who enjoy smearing or any other types of. There, there's so many paths that people go down, and I think that's also part of why the show is important. Is because people who don't know have an assumption that it's whatever they're whatever the worst like if let's say they don't like fart fetish or don't like scat fetish, whatever the worst image of their mind in their mind is that's what they're going to apply to us so i think it's important to do this show and have other perspectives so people know it's like oh you can do fart fetish this way you could do fart fetish this way you can go to scat you don't have to go to scat you could be naked you could be clothed and it's really and i'm not saying we're the only fetish that has these nuances but uh, the fact that we're we're getting our message out there that the nuances exist, I think, is important, especially in this time where kink is starting to become more public and more popular amongst people who weren't originally in the uh, community. People are starting to um, explore. So having a good base for people to explore, having a, a nice tasting area where people are like, oh, this is what fire fetish is. It's not It's not two girls, one cup, which is, I think, a lot of people's perspective. Like you say, fart fetish, I think that's where a lot of people's mind goes to. And that's, you know, one, that's scat fetish for one. But I think people don't know where to draw the line. So having these discussions, I think, is very important. Totally, totally agree. Maybe you someday we'll get there when 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 women like can kind of maybe appreciate even guys having having a fart fetish because it it must be kind of um, exhausting to like spend your life with someone and 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 not be able to just be your own dirty self twenty four seven. Sure, and even yeah, I mean even to say dirty, I think is is maybe um, too too broad. Like I think you know the fact that you know, people do feel like I've listened to some of these podcasts where they're talking to fart fetishists or talking about fart fetish and they're sharing their own stories. They're like, oh, do you fart around your boyfriend? No. Or one of them says, yes, uh, he, he farts around me. So I fart around him in retaliation, which is, that's a great, that's a great paradigm. But I think if your relationship is like, oh yeah, I don't want to, I hear her farting in the bathroom and that's already too much, which is what one of the hosts said on, on one show I listened to. And I'm like, that's not like you may have a good relationship beyond that but that's when you're with a relationship with someone if you're really thinking it's serious and going somewhere i think there's nothing 
there's nothing to hide at that point because I mean, you're living with this person. They're sleeping in your bed. Most likely like you, you should know everything. I'm not saying like stand in the bathroom with them and invade their space, but <laughs> like there should be no embarrassment uh, of that type. If you want to fart and you're in the kitchen cooking, like do it. And you know, and he should be fine with that and vice versa. You know what, what you said about the podcaster right there, uh, not even being able to hear his uh, girlfriend fart in the bathroom. That's exactly what I mean when I'm talking about the illusion of of uh, of, of a womanhood. Like we we put up these women on a really unfair pedestal, where where uh, I think the reality of it is much more pleasing. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially for people who want, like people say, even outside of this fetish, that they want intimacy. Well, that's one aspect of intimacy. Like it may be a a, a dirty or ugly aspect of intimacy, but it is intimacy. That is knowing someone deep down uh, in a in a specific way. Uh, there's a there's a I, I I'm gonna butcher it if I try to go too far into it. But somebody uh, came to me with a blog post uh, that they wanted published on the um, on the website, and it talks about how there's a, a gut bacteria and. Uh, an attraction to that gut bacteria is like an attraction to a person's health. Now, I don't know how fully the science works in on that, but to say it's definitely uh, to know what someone's farts smell like is an intimate act. One of the most intimate ways you could know a person, the inside of their body, inside of their stomach, like that you can't get much deeper than that without, you know, being a surgeon or something. Totally. And, and for me, fart fetish has never actually been so much about the smell, uh, even though um, I have a huge, huge, huge fetish for, for asshole smell, just to talk about like the one aspect of, of the illusion again, uh, like some guys are like, uh, if I'm going to lick that pussy or asshole, she better be fucking clean. And I'm like, no, I, I want to taste her. <laughs> I want her. I want her scent on my face, you know. But but for me, fart fetish is is more about the woman actually doing it, farting, and maybe also the sensation of feeling the fart on me. Right. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. A more physical. Uh, a more physical enjoyment. Would you say those are what are the aspects of the of the fart that you actually enjoy? Like smell, uh, sound. Like what what are your like favorites? I guess of that. There's definitely a, an aspect of the more nastier or dirtier the sound is, the more um, counterplay there is between the feminization and 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 the fart. You know. So I definitely say that. For example, I've, I've tried in my past, uh, if a girl writes me and farts uh, basically on my testicles, that's a huge, huge turn on. Uh, I really love that. Nice, nice. So so kind of the, the feel of it and the sound are kind of the main the main uh, aspects you enjoy, I, I, I gather. Definitely. The smell can be kind of a funny aspect because it's, it's like, damn that smells awful or something like that but but it's not something i i i, I don't love the, the the smell of fart for sure for sure that's actually not uh typical the the previous interview i had um with uh victoria 
she talked about how she doesn't enjoy the smell, but uh, but she does enjoy the sound. Uh, I think the sound was the main aspect she enjoyed. So I think sound is probably the most most uh, common because. I think it's the most, well, especially in pornography, it's the most readily accessible. Like if the farts are silent, the video, I think for many people starts to lose a little bit of value, even if it's just like pff, airy. And maybe if you see the asshole, like, like then you, it's the only way you really know someone farted. Other ways, I think other creators may lie about farting when it's silent, you know? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say that for a fact. But it's it's hard. You you just have no idea, especially when you know they're sitting on someone and then you know they're thrashing. It's like oh I farted, but it's like did you though? How do you know? Uh, it's not that related. But I was just thinking like that that also an aspect of of porn like it's it's a comfort uh, when a guy comes in the woman's asshole and she she's made to uh, like fart it out again. Then all of a sudden we get this aspect of normal anal porn uh, touching our fetish, like the fart fetish, but it's still far, it is still porn models that would never dream of doing fart fetish maybe, you know? For sure. That's an interesting, yeah, that is an interesting thought. I didn't, uh, I did not think about that, but it's true. Yeah, you're right. There is a um, seemingly like, even though it's the same activity, there's like a different uh, uh, mentality to it. Maybe it's because uh, a cum fart is, even though it's quite dirty, it's cleaner because it's it's a liquid rather than a uh, a shit smell uh, air that <laughs> yeah. is coming out. I, I, I that's the only thing I can think of the difference between the two being. But one thing I really love about uh, seeing cum farts is when when it, it kind of embarrasses the the, the woman because. Uh, like oftentimes the comforts don't they just happen without like uh, any sound so there there are many movies out there when when she pushes to come out and she actually really makes some huge farts and and she can't hold her mask so she's like laughing hysterically that's something i really enjoy because it's 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 it puts another re- reality aspect upon the screen you know Absolutely. And you know what? That may be, um, I, I mean, I'm not saying let's take up this banner, but that may be the most relatable way our fetish reaches um, non-fetishists is through uh, anal sex because uh, I, I'm not, I'm not experienced, but from my understanding, anal sex uh, pushes a lot of air into the ass during the activity, whether it be men or female. So, uh, Yes, it seems like farting as a result of anal sex is almost like a, um, it's not a gateway, but perhaps if you had a fart fetish, you know, it's like we were talking about on previous episodes, perhaps this fart fetish is inborn and then woken up by, uh, you know, something you see, something you watch, an experience you have, um, that could be for some people having anal sex for the first time, the woman farts and they're like, okay that did so i'm i'm now hard again maybe maybe we should you know do do, you know start again or something but yeah i find that very interesting it's a possibility for for making that um that bridge if uh if ever needed totally and i was listening to this um podcast where where a woman was interviewed and she was a cock queen so she got really turned on by her 
boyfriend going out and having sex with other women. And uh, she had this one rule. It was uh, no anal. Anal, that's only between you and I because that's our intimate space and it's so taboo still that that uh, she didn't want any other women to to take part of their little uh, taboo secret play you know even though i think anal is pretty common these days but but uh, to me it kind of said something very fascinating about our psychology when it comes to asses and assholes it's like it's it's so uh, dominated by this taboo aspect that like we we love Jennifer uh, what's what's her name Jennifer Lopez's ass or 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 you know something like that, uh, and and every guy in the world is like fuck her ass is just the greatest. Well, while for me it's like but but why her ass? What's so fascinating about the ass? And when I like search within myself for that answer, it always comes back to the taboo aspect of like there's so much unsaid about that ass like like. Uh, it's the dirtiest place on the body. It's where farts and shit come out of. <laughs> and and to me, it's so, uh, it's connected to that. Yeah, absolutely. No, it makes a lot of sense. It, it is it is odd, always odd to, to think about the attraction to butts in general, just because they are, um, they are the, the product of, of the, uh, the, the waste products of our life. Whereas, you know, people who are into, into breasts, it, you know, it's like, oh, that makes sense. You know, maybe at one time they gave milk, but even that's not unappealing. Um, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's weird. Yeah. I, I, that's an interesting thing you touched on. Cause I'll have to think about that more. Cause yeah, the, the breasts don't really produce anything so perhaps people who have fart fetish scat fetish what have you are i don't know i'm touching on something but maybe i'm not i'm not sure uh you, you talked about you talked about two uh interesting and unique experiences with uh with the tent experience and uh and with the the mistress you had for a, for a time do you have any other experiences that that maybe formed your um relationship with this fetish or or just interesting experiences um, I can't really think of any uh, personal experiences other than when um, for the last time I became single, which was for almost three years ago, I had um, I have I had I had had these uh, fetishes. Besides being uh, besides having fart fetish, I'm also a cuckold, and I have been for for like fifteen years a cuckold, and and. Those fetishes just, especially when uh, when I was just um, single and developing my own sexual uh, interests, they became a huge part of my life. And, and I kind of came to the conclusion that it's not something I want to not be able to share in the future. So when I began to date again, I told myself just to be honest, upfront about my fetishes. I even had like this cuckold symbol on my Tinder profile, and uh, and maybe second or third date, I would tell the tell the women about uh, about my fart fetish, which was a deal breaker sometimes. But I'm 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 more glad that I I you know I would find the right one and find the one who can accept me for who I am, than um, than just lie about it, you know. Absolutely, and that's that's really a good point uh, too, because I think. Um, I mean, honest. We we should be honest first. First of all, obviously, um, and that's 
part of what this show is is to encourage. But as we get older, it becomes more and more clear that yes, we still want the validation and the affirmation that we did as a child, which is sometimes for some people comes through their relationships. But as we get older, you start to realize the value of a, a deep connection, a real connection, rather than this is my this is my girlfriend I have to introduce so you know that I'm a worthy person in life. You know, I think a lot of people um, have that like I need I need a girlfriend, I need a boyfriend so people know that I'm I'm worthy or acceptable in society. I think as you get older, we still have those like doubts, those feelings, but you really want to prioritize spending your time with people who fully understand you, fully grasp you and, and grasp you in a way that um, excites you and vice versa. You know, you should, you should compliment each other um, in your relationships, but uh, yeah, I think it's really important. You know, as soon as you, I mean, it, it, I think it happens naturally as we get older, but if you can, you know, start being honest today in your 20s, you know, it would be better for you, I think. Like you may experience more embarrassment because people are not quite ready to hear the truth. They're not ready to be serious adults at that time in their life yet. They're like, oh, here to fart fetish. Ha ha ha, you know, you would this guy. And uh, and you hear about uh, people who uh, I, th I think Jules talked about how um, he talked about his fart fetish and then that spread around the whole school in an embarrassing way for him. Now, obviously, and thank God, he's still standing, you know, but uh, in many ways that could go wrong. But I think the, the point is, I'm, I'm kind of like making circular logic here, but the point is, I think being honest earlier or as early as you can is important because those are the people you want to connect with. Those are the people you want to be with for the rest of your life because life is short, you know, to waste it on any kind of anything that's not like for the love of of yourself and and the joy of of life is a waste of time in my opinion totally i was just thinking that uh, if if there were some people i really didn't trust or didn't want to know about my fart fetish i would never tell them about it and you know the, the people that i've told about it if they tell their inner circles well so be it, because I, I I'm not gonna hang out with them every day, you know. As for for me, the important thing is that my girlfriend knows it, and I can have discussions about it with her. And um, we have had sex before when when uh, I was introducing her to the idea, and she was like, "Okay, put on some fart porn and and let's explore this together. Maybe I'll understand it." <laughs> that's great. That's that's uh, that's a really great partner i'm i'm very ha i'm very glad that you you have that and can explore that way um very you know uh, i mean, congrats sounds like the right word but it, it very Thank good you. very nice to to find someone like that um it sounds like from from what i gathered of you speaking it sounds like there's a little bit of a kink scene where you are i like is there and have you been out in that scene yeah, but it depends on what you mean, like on kink scene. Does that include fart fetish or? Not really. Not usually. No, no. Like there's a kink scene here, but there's no fart fetish. I mean, there's. I met a fart fetishist once. Um, okay, so we're we're talking about sex clubs and stuff. Sex clubs, dungeons, uh, people, people, the the usual. See, the only reason yeah. I I. I 
I mean, I like the the crowd of people there. I feel like people understand. It's it's the same like you talk about your your girlfriend. I feel like the people there can understand me. Some of the barriers are already down rather than me having to kind of like introduce them to like even the aspect of uh of uh like I I like consensual non-consent in in my domination essentially. So, like this, these are things that are not really discussed in the normal world, but in the kink world, you feel like everybody, even if they're not into it, they're on the same page. Oh, I know what that is, you know. Totally, and uh, there are uh, there are uh, um, you know there are uh, clubs uh, for swingers, and there are gay clubs, and and there are uh, what's it, sex theaters and stuff. Um, I've actually been to to all of those I mentioned. The first time I went to a, a swingers club, is it called that in English, swingers club? It is. We usually separate the kink and the swingers, but yeah. Okay. Um, the first time I went to such a club was I was I was only twenty years old, and so was my then girlfriend, and that's how I became a cuckold, basically. So I, I've I've actually had quite a lot of experience with those kinds of clubs, but I, I've never like it's 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 not so connected in my mind to uh, like the the, the the typical version of fetishes you might think oh no definitely no definitely <clears throat> the internet uh, especially if you if you start on the internet as i have the internet shows you a much different world of bdsm than what is in the real world which is is probably a good thing because there's a lot of uh I mean, I'm sure it's consensual. People are signing documents, but because the domination or aspect in some of these, it seems like it's not consensual. It seems like there's uh, like a very like mean aspect to it. And then you go out into these clubs and these are just, you know, normal people having normal lives. Maybe, you know, one, one girl's got a guy on a leash and she's not really talking to anyone. You know, she's in her, you know, headspace, but mostly it's just people there chatting, you know, maybe smoking on the patio and just hanging out and having a good time. Like I enjoy that aspect just for this, even, even without the kink, like I don't generally go to play cause my interests are pretty, uh, narrow in, in this fetish. And there's not a lot of people who are down with that. Uh, but just going there and socializing, um, has been helpful and it's been helpful in me, uh, admitting that I have a, I'm admitting saying that I have a fart fetish when I'm with people and, and, you know, I'm obviously not going to jump in like, hi, I'm Raj. I have a fart fetish, but <laughs> like, when it comes up in conversation or other kinds of like, what are you into? I'm not going to hold back in the way that I used to. When I came into the scene in 2017, as for the first time, I was like, ah, you know, I'll tell them I like face sitting and I like femdom. And it, that didn't help either. Like no one cares. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make it any better. Face sitting isn't any more acceptable. Really face sitting is seen as something that happens between more intimate partners and femdom femdom's cool like they have a they have a nice uh community um generally generally older women but yeah i i actually enjoy the scene just for the social aspect more than anything like ideally i would find someone in the scene that would you know like oh that's interesting or let's try that um but also you know being an introverted person i'm like well where what kind of places do i want to go to to meet people and you know bars are fine i'm not a fan i don't really like know how to walk up to people and be like hey can i talk to you as well but like in in the kink scene it seems a little it seems a little easier it seems like people are yeah on the same page at least a couple of pages are the same 
yeah, people are, are meeting at the same level. And uh, sometimes even without their <laughs> much of their clothes on, right? Yeah, it's true. It is true. Yeah, and the clubs we we have here is is are pretty pretty great as as well because it's it's almost kind of like a bar uh, where uh, if you pay the entry, uh, you get free wine and beer for the whole night. But but if you get too drunk, then you're kicked out. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, that's, I mean, that's good. Like we, most of the clubs here, they won't allow any drinking. They want to make sure you um, are fully uh, coherent or fully, um, you, they say you can't consent. If you're drinking, smoking um, uh, like marijuana or something, they, their belief is you can't consent. We're starting to wind down and you, you actually mentioned other, other fetishes you have, are there, are there any other fetishes that need to go with the fart fetish for you? We talked about taboo. Are there other aspects that you feel like need to be a part of it? Not that I can think of. I can't really. I think fart fetish kind of stands on its own two legs for me. That makes sense. I think I, think I understand it too. I, I understand where you're coming from, where it's really more about... Uh, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it it's really more about farting in general with the the image of a of a hyper um, feminized woman. Yeah, and and uh, you know I I don't even wanna how do you say like like uh, minimize it to only only including hyper feminized women because I enjoy it from uh, you know seeing it from from basically most women, but uh, but the more beautiful I found find her. And that's not always hyper-feminized, uh, you know. Uh, sure. Um, some women are definitely um, beautiful in in on their own without the hyper-feminization. Uh, but the more beautiful I find her, find her, uh, the the more hot I find find her farts. Nice. Yeah. No, that that makes total sense. I think that's pretty. Um, I think that is pretty common. At least it, I don't know if people have put it in those terms, but. Like in all of us, whether it be inside this fetish or not, we are attracted to people we find attractive. Now, we don't always find the same people attractive, but the point is, like, we all have this subjective opinion of of attractive and we gravitate towards that. It's not, we don't, we don't, I don't think anyone gravitates toward like, well, I find this person really unappealing and unattractive. Let me watch her porn. Obviously, there is someone who probably does like her and find her very attractive. But if it's not you, it doesn't, you wouldn't obviously gravitate in that direction, regardless of whatever fetish you had. Totally. And, and at the same time, I think society and societal norms have, have, Something to say, uh, influencing people into uh, pushing what what is attractive uh, these days. Like for example, growing up, I remember being uh, in the movies uh, watching Lara Croft with uh, Angelina Jolie, and to me it was like, whoa, super supermodel, hottest woman ever. And today, I, I find myself like asking, what? <laughs> Damn, what 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 was so fascinating about her? I, I'd like to sometimes get into that same mindset I had like for twenty years ago. It's true. It's true. I I, I find myself in an int- uh, in a similar way. Uh, I remember, um, really, I was I was pretty young. I probably maybe maybe early maybe 
mid-teens or something, maybe 20s, I'm not sure. But I remember having like, a, there was this picture of, of Catherine Zeta-Jones and it wasn't an ass picture. Like she was in a dress, but her ass was sticking out um, prominently. And I remember, you know, enjoying that picture and enjoying, you know, uh, her aspect. And then as I got older, I'm I'm like, you know, I'd probably like prefer like a Zoe de Chanel or like kind of a nerdy kind of understated girl um, in this way, just because I don't know, I feel like they'd like get me more than you know a, a Catherine Zeta Jones, which is probably you know a little more high maintenance, a little more um, you know she's out there in the world. Whereas you again, you assume a, a person like uh, like Zoe Deschanel uh, or you know what maybe the nerdier girl on uh, on Big Bang, you you feel like they're a little more understated. Like they might have attractive aspects, especially if they were made up differently than you know on that show Big Bang, but. They're not like what every guy is going to go after, you know, every guy is going to go after Catherine Zeta-Jones, but, you know, not everyone's going to like Zoe Deschanel. Maybe, maybe, but, you know, it's a little more, it's a little more, uh, uh, I guess understated is the best word. But, you know, even as a, as a teenager, when I saw Angelina Jolie in Tomb Raider, I was, my mind was like, oh, very beautiful woman. I wonder what her asshole looks like. I, or like. Imagine even she has farted today. <laughs> For me, it, it was always like there was always this the dirty side put upon it. If you if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. No. I definitely. I definitely. I mean, it's definitely become more clear too as we've as we've talked um, over over this last hour, which is is made uh, it's it's made it more uh, clear and helped me understand your perspective, and I hopefully uh, think the uh, listeners uh, as well. Um, you mentioned you talked about this fetish with uh, with your your current girlfriend. Have you have you talked to other people or or how have you how have you found your uh, talking about this fetish? Uh, how have they gone? How have those conversations gone? I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've uh, my two previous exes. I've uh, I've talked to about it and like come clean about it, if you might say that like that. And remember being maybe a little bit frustrated with my. XX, like, I know you're farting and you know I enjoy it. Why can't you just do it in front of me? Because she was very, very self-conscious and, and not not comfortable doing it in front of me, which is also fine. I'm not going to push her into anything. But um, for me, it's, oh, it's, uh, I, I've shared it with exes and my current girlfriend and sexual partners. and uh, And that's it. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have the kind of friends where, where that would be uh, <laughs> not looked down upon or not laughed at, you know. The that's that's true. The only thing, uh, the only person I know who seems to, and, and that's been on the show, uh, that has that kind of relationship with with friends that actually are interested is is Jules. Like I have not heard anyone. Like I understand talking about it with with your uh exes and 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 partners of the time and that makes total sense. Obviously that's the the main person that should know um because you are, you know, trying to build an intimate relationship with this person. Uh but like I I'm a bit envious of of Jules having people like uh, and you know, girls, boys, whatever, ask him about it and, and have like, uh, questions like, uh, like, you know, I don't, I don't have anybody doing that. That'd be cool. Um, like I've told some friends, but they're not like, they're not like interested in it. They're not like asking questions. One of them made like a, a, a joke once, uh, recently about like, 
it just incorporating into whatever the fuck he was talking about. But it just as a reminder, like he knows, but it wasn't mean spirited, but it wasn't like in of any interest to him either. So like, yeah, I, I feel like that. I, I don't know if normies, normal people will ever uh, hopefully come to a, a questioning, but the fact that, you know, talking about it with intimate partners, with, uh, with people you want to, um, date for some period of time makes, makes total sense. So, uh, how did those, those conversations, were they always positive? Mm, positive in the sense that I wasn't judged or looked down upon, um, but they didn't always lead to any, any further experience in the fetish. For sure, for sure. But but at least that that is the that is the great thing to hear, um, and has been my experience as well in telling people, um, is that they're generally not judgmental um, or or mean about it. I think, especially, you talked about, you know, someone you trust, someone you know. So I think it is about it's not just about telling anyone, but you do want to get a sense of this person, you know, even even if you're telling a stranger at a party, you know, you talk to them a few lines, you know, you see how they approach different things, how they talk about other people, how they talk about aspects they enjoy, you know, are they very arrogant in the way they talk? Are they like my views are the right views? And you're like, okay, maybe I don't want to tell that person because they might be, they might have an opinion on it and a judgmental and maybe that's, they don't seem like a partner for me anyways. Why do I bother? Yeah. But if someone's like, you know, really friendly and really like easygoing and then the aspect can come up in an, in a organic way, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll tell this person because my thought is at the very least, you send out more agents in the world to help you on your journey. Cause I mean, it, it's probably may never happen, but if someone else runs into uh, you know, uh, the opposite sex that you might enjoy. And they're like, Hey, I'm really gassy all the time. Or I, or maybe, you know, some miracle they're like, you know, I have a fart fetish and they're like, Oh, you know what? I met a guy and he has a fart fetish. Why don't I, why don't I connect you two? You know, that's, that's the, that's the, my, you know, I guess my idealistic wish for telling people that may never happen, but I think it definitely can't happen without talking about it at all. Like you can't find it for yourself and no one can help you find it if they don't know. Yeah, totally. And um, the, the days when I was still smoking cigarettes, I I'm maybe experienced once or twice, like going outside and smoking with uh, some people from, from, uh, from school or something where one of the girls might, uh, fart or something because yeah she wasn't prudent <laughs> but uh instead of like being overly um acceptable and overly showing my my fetish aspect of it i would like tell her that you know i think it's awesome when women just fart you know make make them um relax into it was that something the uh, women uh, you you uh, talked to about that? Uh, was that a, a positive experience as well? Yeah, yeah. And th these are not women that I had any sexual relations with. Uh, because th that's why I'm I'm saying like it wouldn't be uh, appropriate to to like mention that I have a fetish for this kind of thing. But I I, I just mentioned like 
that's pretty awesome. I, I, I think women should fart more <laughs> or something like that. Sure, sure. And that's the thing. Like, I, I think coming up with clever ways, and I don't mean clever like deceptive, but interesting ways to broach the topic in that way are possible. Because, you know, uh, it may not have happened in that situation, but her response might have been like, oh, what do you, what do you like it? And then, you know, obviously you feel out the situation there, but you might say, well, yeah. And then who knows where that goes? And again, I'm, 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 I'm talking like idealistic situations. Life is, is complicated, but at the same time, uh, what I said earlier, life is short. So spending any time hiding yourself is only hurting yourself is only wasting your own time in in this life like even if you believe in reincarnation like it's not your life that you're living again you're not going to know you lived a previous life and have all those experiences and and whatever thoughts and all that you're going to be back again starting from scratch so you're the the this life we have is is all we have and and it should be lived to the fullest, you know, not hurting anyone, not you know, not uh, doing anything uh, immoral, in, in, unethical, but essentially getting the most enjoyment out of life and not putting up a bunch of of rules or barriers in in what is correct. Like I have to be married by this age, I have to have kids by this age, I have to you know this this this. It's like no, you have to enjoy your life. And, and and support yourself and support your, your people, whatever is important to you. But enjoying your life, I think that's something that we've the, the more the more we've become civilized, I think the less we've enjoyed life, oddly enough. Like we've put we've put on a lot of things and a lot of rules and a lot of like regulations, guidelines that way the way life is supposed to go. And I think on a human level, like our human being, the the part that doesn't need to wear clothes or whatever, is is being suffocated by you know what is is civilization in many ways. And I'm not saying like let's all go out and be naked. Like we've decided as a society that we should be clothed and that that's appropriate. But to not like enjoy your aspects of your life, to have a fetish, I guess more specifically, to have a fetish and not talk about it to people you trust and and you think and you believe care about you and have your best interests at heart that's a i think that's a mistake you can make in this life and i think it should be rectified um as soon as you're comfortable totally it sure seems seems like the heathens had a lot of fun yes yeah i agree and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know the the more you put a barrier or the more you like shut down your your sexual emotions as long as, as long as those emotions and, and actions aren't hurting anybody, then I can't see any harm to it. I can't actually see a harm to 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 close those feelings down. I think what what has happened to the Catholic Church in recent years is a is a huge part of 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 making sexual people uh, not being allowed to to act on their uh, normal sexuality, and in that way they have de developed some some sick sexuality as, as a result. For sure. For sure. Yeah. We've, we've increased shame when like, I think as a human race, as a, as an animal species, I don't think that's a thing like animals. I don't think experience shame. That's something we as humans invented. Yeah. And, and shame maybe has its place in, in, in some evolutionary process of, 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 you know, uh, 
uh, being necessary. But uh, but uh, these these religious um, confinements we put on ourselves, which which create the the sexual norms we live in, are are pretty much not useful. They're not good for anything. We, we I would love to. Have been part of the after 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 free sex movement or in the sixties or what it was called, and I actually try kind of to be part of that movement with my with my fetishes and in the swinger club and with my cuckold aspect and stuff, because I I really really have figured out that exploring my sexuality to the fullest is 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 such a big um, gift for myself that I, I I wouldn't want to be without it. That's great. That's great. It's it's great. It's a great commentary coming towards the end of our interview, which I, I I'm really glad. Um, I'm really glad you reached out to me. I'm really glad we got to have this um discussion. Uh, my last question for you is, uh, what what are your thoughts on the on the future of the fetish? And you could talk about it, whether it be. Uh, for yourself, like what do you want to be doing um, next? What's your next goal, uh, or the fetish at large, or both? Whichever you have feelings on. Personally, I would love to just, um, uh, you know, expand the 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 fart fetish between my girlfriend and I, but but worldwide and and you know societal norms when it comes to fart fetish, I, I I'm kind of pessimistic. I can't really see it being much more than it is today. Like something that people put a lid on and and laugh about when it's brought up. Because I think farts are such a uh, embarrassing part of human nature for many people that that people many people are just not comfortable with it being out in the open, <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, I do. I absolutely do. And I think that's um it's not uncommon in the current uh, mindset right now, uh, especially um, especially among the the straight fart fetishists um, that have have commented to me about the show. Um, not nothing negative, but just like I don't think many straight fart fetishists are as ready to come out about it, talk about it, admit it. Whereas, uh, like, as I've talked about, uh, and talked to members of the, of the gay fart fetish community. And I think because they already live in a, um, you know, uh, world, you know, I don't know worldwide, but in the United States, uh, being, being gay is still very looked down upon. So I think they, because they are gay and want to be themselves, they already broach the uh, the aspect of being counterculture, I suppose. So adding a fart fetish to it doesn't add doesn't change much for them. Like they're already gay, they're already uh, a pariah of society, as it were. Even if it's gaining more acceptance, there is still this you know the religious right here, which is very much like wanting to go backwards on on you know gay marriage and all any any kind of freedom for gays or or freedom of expression for gay people um my hope is that will change i mean i'm not i'm not saying that's going to change for you necessarily or anyone i've talked to but and maybe it's not even going to change in our lifetime but maybe let me put it this way i i watched 
or I started watching my, um, when I started going to the kink community, I'm like, okay, look at this. This is pretty, people are here. They're whipping people. They're, they're spanking people. They're doing things that society says you shouldn't be doing. And, and, and this is not really acceptable sexual behavior as it were, but people are pushing that envelope right now. Uh, when I started before I, I think maybe just after I started this show, I went on my friend Ezra's podcast and he's doing like uh, psychology and kink in a, in a, in a, you know, psych, a psychological type setting where, you know, trying to get people to realize, you know, radical sexual acceptance, various aspects of their kink and their sexual exploration being okay. And my whole process was, well, if they can be okay, we can be okay too. Like I get it that I get that we're basically straddling the line of scat with fart fetish, but I don't know. Maybe not in America, but I do feel like somewhere in this world there can be an acceptability for farting for scat. I mean, Scat, I think, is illegal um, as far as a porn aspect, um, at least in this country. But like, I find it amazing that porn sites have farting categories, you know, and I don't think they would have maybe 20 years ago, maybe more. But I, I think we've already made some inroads towards uh, it's maybe some acceptance, maybe we're only accepted in the kink community, you know, maybe it's not the general public where there might be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not in kink, but I like, I like spanking. So, you know, people might explore and taste other aspects of, of what I call vanilla kink actually. But as far as these more, um, I don't know, the only word that's coming to me now is dirty, but like, as far as these more like uh, taboo uh, fetishes come about, I feel like there may be uh, more acceptance if if there is people willing to willing to discuss and and talk about it and have these discussions, which I think is is why this this show is important. That's my hope. I I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll just tread water, but at the very least, I will say that I I'd be glad to be treading water with with people in my community than alone because I think there's nothing worse than that is is feeling alone in this fetish. Totally good point. And we're a good point also you made about the fart fetish being a category today versus like maybe some years ago, right? But I don't know if it's just my ego point of view that that uh, I don't know if we're or definitely my aspect of, of the fart fetish kind of feeds off the fart fetish being stigmatized and taboo, you know? Uh, I think it's exciting because it's so not normal. Interesting. Interesting. So you're preventing us from moving forward, Naomi. <laughs> Stop it. No, no. Sorry. No, 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 not at all. I totally, that, it makes total sense. It, it makes total sense. I do feel like that could still exist uh, if it were more, maybe not. Actually, maybe not. I, I, I'll have to think about that as well. That is an interesting thought experiment and anyone anyone listening please let me know your thoughts on that can if fart fetish became more acceptable if women were just like you know you see a woman and they're farting in class or they're at starbucks in line at starbucks and they're farting in line like would that make the taboo element less enjoyable because the stigma goes away any anyone please uh let me know twitter wherever you contact me but i think that'd be an interesting uh 
question to to pitch to everyone. I, I, Naomi, I really, I, I cannot thank you enough for being here. Did you wanna, did you wanna end on anything or, or say anything else uh, before we conclude? Um, I just want to thank you for like letting me on your podcast. It has been such a great experience. I love talking about this stuff. That's great. That's awesome. That's that's what I love to hear, and and I'm I'm sure, um, I'm sure everybody's going to get a lot from uh, from this episode. Uh, I guess I guess that's it. We're going to close out. But once again, thank you very much for being here, Naomi, and we'll see you all next time. Mm-hmm.